You're listening to A Little Nonsense, where the conversation is competitive and the ads aren't real. I'm your host and moderator, Joe Morkel. With me, as always, Sean Keller. Hi, Joe. And Mike Pareto. Hey, guys. It's your buddy. Hi, it's your hi, buddy Mike. hi Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi, Mike. This is hi, a little Joe. nonsense. My name is Bert Tobin, and I'm newly divorced and ready to ride you like a horse. I kid, I kid. Speaking of kids, I love them. Got six of my own, and I still get along great with two of their mothers. Say, what are you doing on Tuesday nights? Me? I'll be at the bowling alley with my two best friends, vodka and orange juice. I kid. I'm... (laughs) Deathly allergic to orange juice. Let me cut to the chase. You're six foot something, you enjoy a good time, and you can lift up to 45 pounds in me? I'm Bert Tobin. So just ask yourself three questions. One, will Bert be okay with me paying for everything? Two, can I be super quiet after 7 p.m. as not to wake up Bert's mother-in-law? And three... What am I waiting for? If your answers to those questions are, yes, he will, no, I cannot, and for Bert to do my bush like his family owns a landscaping company, call me right now at 888-8888-881. <laughs> or email me at bert.tobin.fastenyourheartbelts.std ain't nothing but some letters at hotmail.com. Give me five minutes, and I promise I'll be the worst thing a bush has done since 9 11. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> May I ask? He's got a mother-in-law. Why? So Bert's married why is, still. Why does she need to be? That's a good question, actually. Let's start with that question. Hey, there's lots you could talk to him about on that first date. I'm sure he's he's an interesting no man. Doubt. It sounds like. Why does she need to be able to lift 45 pounds? Another great question for Bert. I kind of my an initial guess is that he's that he's got a 45 pound penis. That was my first my, guess. Good lord. My guess is which, that which he has a 45-pound gut you have to move to get to his significantly lighter <laughs> that, makes, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. That based on how his voice sounded, I that's probable. Maybe both. Maybe he's got both. So he's, he's proportioned underneath. Yeah. <laughs> everyone everyone knows sure the, the gut guy... and the penis has to be proportional. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nice try, Joe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, will I mean, be, they will be eventually. I've lost some weight. <laughs> I'll get there. 
<laughs> it's one thing's for sure. It sounds like this guy knows his way around a lady's bush. He likes tall women. Uh, I mean, if you consider six foot tall, tall for a woman, sure. It's extremely tall. Generally, yeah. Well, not not for supermodels. It's still pretty tall for a supermodel. Hmm. Well, you're not Bert Unless Tobin. they all have Michael Jordan legs. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> I wonder how tall Bert Tobin is. Hey, he's four foot nine. <laughs> I, I like to climb. I like, I like to, to climb. climb. <laughs> I just need something to grip onto. You know? <laughs> If, oh, can lift 45 if, pounds, if he's lift really me. small, yeah, then yeah. they have to be able to lift pounds. him. Yes. <laughs> just, just smash my entire body into your vagina. Sorry, your into your bush. bush. <laughs> yeah, just smash me he's around. He's 45 there. pounds. He's gonna be like, he's gonna be like a foot and a half tall. He's a gnome. <laughs> Bertobin is a gnome. Hey, I figured yeah, it out. Man. What's wrong? Maybe with he that? knows. Uh, maybe he knows Peppleby Pemigrin or whatever the fuck we came up with. Pingle right, bottoms, goldberries. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is the guy with the garbanzo beans from the other week. Uh, <laughs> I just, thought maybe he was Julie related just to him. left him. Yeah. <laughs> that was your so Julie left. So Julie Julie. <laughs> Julie left him, but left her mother behind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this oh guy man, gets Bert's got with layers. the mother-in-law. Bert's life has layers, like an <laughs> onion. This is amazing. Yeah. Whew. Well, I hope he finds love. I love how there's a little pop-up on this website that says the recordings look and sound much better than what you see live. <laughs> it's a very like defensive message. That they yeah, just come fine. right out. They're like, "Look, fine. guys, fine. I prom, I promise it's okay. I know it. I know it might look <laughs> shitty right now, but it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, gonna be, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. It's, it's gonna be, it's, it's be probably fine. mostly for people who have really shitty internet. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. It always just came off to me, especially with it always being on the right side of the screen, as objects and mirror are closer than they appear. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Which is one of the best jokes in Jurassic Park. What are the other jokes? I do remember that. Yeah, that's when the T Rex is changing. No, there's some good jokes in Jurassic Park. There's uh, the lawyer runs into the runs out of the car, and Goldblum says they're pretty much all you gotta go. Yeah, basically every joke is Goldblum. He he also stenciled that objects in mirror message onto the mirror. His character, he 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 wrote it on the mirror. So I think all of the jokes in Jurassic Park were gold blue. Do you need side view mirrors if the uh, jeeps drive themselves normally? That seems kind of unnecessary. And there's only one track. I guess yeah. the question is: Would you remove? Would you remove the side view mirrors from the jeeps? I'd remove all of the things that aren't necessary. You know, like like the roof sh- really should have just been a like a bubble. So that they could take the whole park in all the, all the time. They did that yeah. in the Jurassic World movie. They had little vehicles that are basically just spheres, glass spheres. But I, yeah, I think yeah. the mirror the mirror is important to stay because it's just one other because of the joke. possible view. Well, <laughs> because of the joke, because of the script. 
I, no, because if you have to look in a tiny mi- in a tiny mirror no, no, you're, to to see you're a driving. dinosaur, then you're doing it wrong. You're driving Turn around, down the jeep, you're, but you're not driving. It's it's going no, on no, its you're own. You're riding. You're riding in the jeep, and all of a sudden you see a little a little thing in the mirror, and then you turn around. And there's a dinosaur. So you're if you wouldn't have seen the little tiny Sean, thing I don't know how things are for you when you are in a theme park filled with dinosaurs, but I don't need mirrors. My head's on a swivel the whole time. <laughs> That's a pretty big swivel. It's an it's a lazy Susan. <laughs> I My head's on a Susan. I don't, I don't see rem- <laughs> removing hardware from a car just because you put it on a track. I think they probably have the intention of using those for some other purpose, like repurposing those down the road. Like, it just seems like a realistic way to do it. I don't. I don't think that the sphere from Jurassic World is particularly realistic. I don't. It's I not don't very practical. Think, I don't think they they need to worry about like the reuse or resale value of the Jeep, Michael. No expense has been does. spared. No expense has been spared. That's a good. That is a good point. If only they'd said that at least once in the movie. Then we'd know. Spared no expense, but we're just meant to interpret it as the viewer. It's the subtext of the scene. When you see the mirror, you know that they spared no expense. I know that that expense was spared. They did not. They did not. <laughs> <laughs> they did not pay to have okay, the mirror only that, removed. Only that expense, though. That is the one expense. Spared no expense, except for the mirror thing. <laughs> Welcome and to Jurassic also Park. <laughs> converting the Jeep into a bubble. All of our hand and background checks on the people that work there. <laughs> yeah, it was really just a British accent, and he's Scottish. Yeah. So, yeah. The only I mean, here's my Hammond impression. This is my favorite line. Although Scottish um, is technically a British accent. Sorry. Our lives are in your hands, and you've got butterfingers. <laughs> Dennis. Well, I would say that Nedry, Nedry himself is a source of comedy, but he's not really, you know, he doesn't actually tell I think that's more because Wayne Knight has difficulty not being funny. I could see that's that. probably true. They, his they his did, existence though, is, is hilarious. Have you guys, did you guys Which ever know? It's got to be very depressing seen? when he's like with his family and they just keep laughing at him during tender moments. Yeah. Like <laughs> his wife t- is like, Newman. <laughs> he's like i'm trying to divorce you and everyone's laughing uh in no, the courtroom did you guys ever notice yes in the scene where nedry is uh trying to get away from the dilophosaurus uh and he slips on in the mud and falls down that little hill mm-hmm. did you guys ever notice that spielberg put in like a little like cartoony like slide whistle sound effect when he slips did he really? That's so stupid. He I, really I did. It's like, <laughs> like I can't even do it. Mike, you could probably do it. But it's, are it's you just sure? A, are you sure it wasn't supposed to be like a sound that the Dilophosaurus? No, no. Making? I'm positive. It's like all of a sudden you're watching a Three Stooges movie because it's not a natural sound. Makes sounds like that. Can, Joe, can we pull it up? <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing if I, I'm seeing if I have that movie handy. Give me a second. I always thought right. it was. I always thought it was a little silly. Like his his acting when he hits his head, getting into uh-huh. the car, and he like slaps his feet into the car. <laughs> it's a little. Yeah. I can afford new glasses. It's a little stagey. Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. The Dilophosaurus just says Newman, uh, and then it eats him. <laughs> Newman. 
<laughs> yeah. No, there is a slide whistle. It's super weird. Did you know, Sean, you probably knew this, that the Dilophosaurus and the Velociraptor kind of had their sizes reversed for the movie? I knew about the Velociraptor. I was not aware of the Dilophosaurus size change, but I know raptors are quite small. The uh, Dynecosis was Dynanicus. like a... Uh, thank you. That That's like a, a five or six foot Velociraptor type dinosaur. Oh yeah, it's like exactly a, the same as the Velociraptor. Yeah, but like is that this, what is bigger. what is that the Utah Raptor? I believe or, that is another name I, for it. Yeah. Yes, so that's the proper size of the film version, but the actual Velociraptors were like three and a half feet tall or something. Yeah, no, like he, that. I, Crichton originally did write it, I believe, for Dinonychus, but the publisher was like, "No, that's a really stupid sounding dinosaur." <laughs> Velociraptor some, sounds like way yeah, better. Velociraptor. That's cool. It so, combines velocity and really, raptor. Uh, fault him for it. Um, yeah, but, but also yeah, they, no, they, a, a Dilophosaurus is about the size of Dinonychus. Also, I, I will say, well, that's way scarier. First of all, uh, yeah. But second I don't know why of all, they didn't go that route. I will say, like you know how we sort of hand wave everything in Star Wars that we can't explain with the Force. Uh, in Jurassic Park, they do have a built-in excuse for everything, which is. These are these are not dinosaurs. These are genetically modified dinosaurs. So they're not gonna be identical to the bones that we dig up because they've been tinkered with on a genetic level. That's true. Yeah. So You're that right. could be a Velociraptor with hand quotes. Uh, you know, yeah, just as mixed as with something else. As soon as you introduce uh, amphibian DNA, like modern frog DNA, frog DNA, I believe into the okay, equation, um, you have a different different animal where'd joe go oh no he gotta love all the dinosaur all the visual gags we do in this audio podcast well this is this is an audio this all has to an be audio gagged out. yeah that's true all of this has to be removed especially all of the parts where we're talking <laughs> that's the worst part of the podcast i've said that from day Ev- one everyone knows yeah it. the podcast would be best if it were just the background music we use for our commercials just and mummy sounds. Just uh, just that. We're going to watch the entire scene? <laughs> no, he slips pretty early, doesn't he? Yeah. I checked. <laughs> There's the rope. There's... Thing and then I tied to the, the thing there and then I pulled down this thing here and I pulled back up. I heard it. You're absolutely right. It's the most out of place thing in that movie. I, I don't understand why it's there. Unbelievable. I can't believe I've never noticed that. I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. It kills me because I actually, I, I love this scene. I love like every scene in the movie, but it could have been a really suspenseful scene. You know? Do you think that like an editor put it in and Spielberg just missed it? No, I guarantee like Spielberg had to have been like, okay, we got to sell toys, kids movie, scary parts, but maybe we lighten this scene up a little bit. 
Where's that slide whistle? <laughs> I don't know. I, there's Jurassic nothing Park that goes in a He had to miss it. He had to miss it. I mean, I we all loved it. It is. Kids. No, it is. It, it is because nobody... Because he won't uh, stop showing it to his kids. No, no. It's because nobody good or innocent dies. Other than, like, Arnold. But he's a smoker, so, like, he doesn't count, and he's and an he's, adult. And he's black. No, no. But if and you think about... That's Think about clearly Jaws. what he's implying. Think about Jaws. They kill a dog. They kill a kid. They kill a woman. All within like the first. Well, spoiler alert, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, but in I Jaws, think- that's an <laughs> adult movie. That, that's an adult movie, is what I'm oh, saying. Fucking Jurassic Park. There's none of that. You know. I, I definitely enjoyed Jaws as a kid too, though. I don't know. But uh, that's not a kid's. I movie. did not. No, it's not. I guess it's not a kid's movie. Especially the scene with the kid. That's pretty brutal. And, well, so Jurassic Park, though, you've got a couple of kids as protagonists, like, who's, like, there's a dinosaur expert kid in a computer whiz, and it's, like, very, like, Goonies-type, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I yeah, don't and think the, it's and an there's really movie. no, there's really no severe violence or gore or anything. No. Not as much as like JP two, uh, where you actually see guys get ripped in half and shit. Like you see the T Rex, oh, yeah, like the Richard, lawyer, Richard Schiff. Yes, exactly. It's, Toby it's ripped in half. Not Toby. What that? Yeah, it is yeah, Toby. It is Toby. Yeah, Ziegler. Toby. I'm sorry. It was. It I was said Toby before, just a couple years before the West Wing. Yes. No beard. Uh, no beard. But no, I think Jurassic Park is absolutely like. We're going to sell a shitload of toys. Now, there are scary moments in every Spielberg movie, even the ones for kids, though. Like, he's really good at suspenseful, scary stuff, but he just mm. he pulls his punches in Jurassic Park. He could have made an R-rated adult version of Jurassic Park, which could have been fucking amazing, because Spielberg is great at scary, suspense, that kind of shit. But, yeah, I think it's very much a kid's movie. Yeah, it's... It- is it PG or PG thirteen? It might even it might be PG. In nineteen ninety three, does that PG. even matter? Yeah. No. Yeah. Considering that, like, you could name a movie Octopussy in the seventies, and it's PG. But, but there's no like, what's the in Jurassic Park? Do they even swear? I don't remember. They, that's one big pile of shit. That is the worst word in that entire movie. There's no fuck. There's no yeah. Even, you're like, right. Hell you're right. or damn. You know. Yeah. Although I don't think that they even, I, I don't even think that they use the word shit in Jaws. That's, am I right? We, I don't want to spoil it for Joe. When, he says <laughs> cunt. when when the shark comes out of the water and says cunt, I don't want to spoil oh, man. that moment. I didn't God, know that damn happened. It, I did it. I spoiled it. Cunt. Well, I guess, uh, guess I don't have to watch the movie now. <laughs> uh, that is all ruined. The uh, best part of the movie. <laughs> Obviously, man, that that is such a good movie. Let's talk about how great that movie is. <laughs> Let's just stop the podcast and watch it's, that. Movie. It's, easily, it's easily one of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Spiel, Spielberg hasn't done much of anything good recently, right? Shots fired, Steve. <sighs> I, it's kind of the John Williams thing we talked about it last is. week, yeah, where yeah. You're, you're the well run runs a little dry. Ready Player One was like, what the fuck are you doing, Steven Spielberg? Like, that was nowhere near, like, as good as any of his other movies. The last great Spielberg movie that I remember is Catch Me If You Can. That That was was like 20 years ago. Yeah. It was a very long time ago. Uh, 
yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Did you see the terminal? <laughs> that was no, a couple no, years was, later. That wasn't, was that Spielberg, though? That was Spielberg, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It was Tom Hanks. Was that actually Spielberg? I swear. Wait, I, I swear has anyone ever Spielberg seen film. Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg you in might the same be, room before? You might be right, though. Like, <laughs> God damn it, Joe. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't imagine that that was Spielberg. I, yeah, well, no. Wait, yes, produced and directed by Spielberg. Oh, my God. Terrible, terrible. Just did way he below the bar for? Did he direct Kingdom of the of Crystal them. Skull? Oh God, I think he did. I think he did too. Yeah, I think he did. Oh no, <laughs> he's not directing Indy Five though, which I'm hearing the latest rumors has Indiana Jones in space. <laughs> I wish, serious? I wish I was kidding. Uh, I, really I, I mean, no, it's funny because I already expected the movie to be really bad, and now, yeah, and now I'm certain. Well, I don't, it's just a rumor. I could be totally that's wrong. That's good here, enough. But I, How does he get to space? Well, probably in a rocket, Mike. You idiot. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't fly there, you fucking idiot. Uh, no, but. Well, they have to. They have to jump forward a bit, Mike. They can't have him seventy years old and still have it be the forties. Well, he'd be in like the seventies, right? The last movie took place in the in the fifties. Fifties, so he'd be in the seventies, late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, it could it could hypothetically somehow get onto a rocket. One of the early, one of the early Apollo missions. He wound up in an atomic explosion in the last movie. Like literally Saved by a refrigerator, right? Yeah. Maybe he's taken up into. It doesn't say he goes to the moon. It says he goes right. to space. So, cosmonauts. Low, Leo. Just about <laughs> Indiana Jones dying of cancer and getting his last wish to go to space. <laughs> At the very end <laughs> of the movie, like, they shoot him into space. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. In inelegantly, just shoot him into space. He's strapped to the outside <laughs> of the not, rocket. He's not, not even, even on the rocket. Strapped yeah. Yeah. He's just fired into space. It's an ICBM <laughs> that they point straight up. And as he's shot into space, Harrison Ford, not Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford just screams, no one else will ever play this character. <laughs> and then he's, expl- the rocket explodes in low Earth orbit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Chris Pratt. <laughs> shoots into space. Yeah, that lines up pretty well with Harrison Ford's attitude. About just everything. Really. I mean, it seems like a dick. <laughs> no, like he seems amazing. No, he seems. I think it like depends really on how guy. high he is at any given moment. I think. It, well, yeah, that yeah, he's bad. probably much less of a dick when he's high, right? Yeah. Almost. Why do you think he's a dick? I I love him. He he's so like. I think he's, he's a uh, dick because he's he has such a disdain for the particularly Star Wars fans. I don't you think it's seen, disdain. Oh, I think it's, it's indifference. Disdain. It's indifference. No, no, no. He he gets like angry. He's I've like, met well, us. He literally, he's Mike, like, Mike. I don't I've I've met us. Care. I get it. <laughs> like seriously, I've met us. It makes sense. I think he's that's like, a. I think that's a gimmick. Fuck is a force ghost, you fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's genuine. No, I think I think that's a play. I think that he's doing that for kicks. I think. He's indifferent about it, but I think I it's a persona where he's like... I think it's I, been widely known that he hates Star Wars and Han Solo, the character, from, like, day one. 
I think he's always hated it. See, I just, I don't think that he hates it. I think he's just indifferent. And as long as they write him a check, he's like, yeah. I'll I know. I, I really want. think, I think he's like, I think he's grossed out by nerds. I think he thinks nerds are are, are the scum of the earth. <laughs> oh my Can't god! Looking him. at my giant face filling the frame of this camera, I don't blame him. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't know. I how do you play Indiana Jones and hate nerds? Indiana Jones is just a nerd with a whip and a hat. Indiana Jones is not a fucking nerd. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He's he's, he's an archaeologist he's a, and a professor. That doesn't that doesn't make him a nerd. It makes That's him true. educated. Yeah. But he's out there fucking swashbuckling and flying around on his punching whip and Nazis and having face, having <laughs> sex with every woman he meets, and like, I mean, come on, he's not a fucking nerd. I I guess. I guess in the traditional sense. <laughs> but uh, I. I yeah, I just think he hate. I think he hates nerds. I I love him because of his. He seems like one of the rare actors, like a list actors, who acting is a job. There's so many fucking like self flatulating, like it's an art and we are changing the world and blah blah. And Harrison Ford's just like, yeah, just give me the words to say and the check and I'll uh, do yeah. it. Like I mean, whatever. I, it's fucking I, job for him. That makes sense. I I like that attitude. Also, there was a. Uh... It's very refreshing. Yeah, there was an interview recently with, uh, oh, God, what's his face played uh, Bilbo? Uh, he's on Sherlock. What the fuck is his name? Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. There was an interview recently with him where he said essentially the same thing. He, he was talking about method acting, right, and how he thinks it's mm. stupid. Kind of is. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I was reading an article about it, and there was a quote from Lawrence Olivier that I was not familiar with. <laughs> Oh, I know this quote. Have you, yes. have you tried acting? <laughs> have you tried acting, my dear boy? <laughs> yes. It really is. Like, if I were a director and I had a choice between, like, Jared Leto, who, oh, I'm going to get so into, and, like, I'm going to just fucking dissolve into this person, or just someone who's, like, no, just, like, fucking get there on time and, like, do a good job and wear the makeup. Like, why would I want to deal with someone who's so fucking like needy? Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be in character the whole time. I want you to address me as Sir Drakmar the Fourteenth or whatever the fuck you're doing. You know, it's fuck you. You know it what I would do if I were a director, exhausted. like a writer director, an auteur as they sometimes call themselves. Uh, mm. I would create a character in every movie I made just to hire method actors to play, so that they are just someone that would amuse the fuck out of me all the time doing doing ridiculous shit yeah just doing ridiculous shit like like your character this guy can stick a whole watermelon up his asshole <laughs> yeah. oh Jesus he practices for he, months until he's able to do it he's and he's then you find that characteristic scene from the movie. is is just a gaping <laughs> asshole yeah and then you immediately cut yeah. the scene from the movie you know and, it's just in and then the, the guys like it and, He's a toll booth operator in one scene, and he doesn't even have any lines. But he's <laughs> like, sitting on that one actually, subplot. That also reminds me of an interview I read uh, the other day. That, How does that remind you? Of it does. No, it, it does. There was there was an actress on uh, Game of Thrones. She was in like the Pornhub.com sixth season, I think. Septa Unella was the name of the character. She's the one who does the shame. Shame, shame. like everybody okay. knows that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so they filmed. Like, she revealed that she only said it once, and then they looped it. <laughs> they filmed a scene. She only got paid for one character. Shame. 
her character is supposed to be like tortured by the mountain, but they never show it, right? They just kind of close the door. But apparently they filmed like a whole shitload of torture. Oh scenes. my god! <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, and she, it was like the worst experience of her entire life, and they cut all of it from the show. <laughs> yeah, she was yeah. like literally waterboarded in front of a camera for hours, and they cut it from the show. That's fucked yeah. up. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty, pretty fucked up. It's especially fucked up that like that show cuts anything. I feel like it's just so bloated with. Every, yeah, like, I, what are you gonna cut out of that show? I, it must have been pretty. Most bad. of the last two seasons, it felt like it must have been bad because cutting something from Game of Thrones, it's gotta be, it's gotta be brutal. Yeah. Well, mm. uh, like I'm, it was probably you know, well photographed, but I don't want to watch someone being tortured if it's so sure. realistic that it's the worst experience of the actor's life. But also, yeah. yeah, like, if it's a character that you hate, you might, I could see, you know, like they did with Theon, right? Yeah, but I know it's not real. Three. The actor is. Sure. Yeah. But if it's a character you hate, there's there's a reason for the director maybe to say, okay, let's keep a couple of these scenes in the in the show, because it's kind of, like, satisfying, you know, whatever. But Yeah, he almost if, came. But when it's somebody who's, like, completely innocent, you know, it's not really, it's... Probably got the, the 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 opposite of that. So being an actress who has to endure torture and it doesn't even make it to the show, the opposite is every Mission Impossible movie, right? Where Tom Cruise is like, "I'm gonna go to space in this one," and they're like, "Okie dokie," and then he does, <laughs> and they film it, and it's like the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm in space. <laughs> Woo! <Woo-hoo. laughs> I want to ride the side of an airplane. Okie dokie. <laughs> Every frame and, is on and film. And it's great. Oh, it's a fucking blast. It's so fun. I Can we have a crossover? Before Daniel Craig officially retires, can we do a Bond Mission Impossible crossover where Ethan Hunt has to work with James Bond to solve a fucking mystery? I always kind of imagined that they did exist in the same universe. Why wouldn't they? Right? They're both Different like studios. clandestine. It seems like the same universe. That would be really cool to have a crossover. I'd love that. Everybody would fucking love that. It's, it'd oh probably be God. as hard as getting like Marvel and, you know, previously, I guess, Fox together to do something, right? Yeah. But. And it's it, also hilarious because if you know anything about the, the actors. Uh, you'd have Tom Cruise like trying to convince Daniel Craig to do some crazy stunt, and Daniel Craig's like, I had to fucking quit smoking again to work out eight times a day to play James Bond. Fuck you. And they're both the same age, and Tom yeah. Cruise's like, come on, we'll, we'll bungee jump off the Grand Canyon. What's it's like, the I want to smoke though? again and drink. <laughs> How tall is Daniel Craig? Taller probably, than Tom Cruise. He's, he's probably like four inches taller than Tom Cruise. Because they might have to do some crazy uh, Lord of the Rings they put perspective shit. They, they put Tom Cruise on lifts like he's been in every fucking movie he's ever been in. I would guess Daniel Craig is like 5'11". Oh, he's 5'10". I'd say 5'10". Yeah, he's 5'10". 5'10". Nailed it. And Cruise is what, 5'7"? Five, five, I think so. I think 7, right? Uh, it says 4'1". 4'1". Four four. <laughs> four. I see. Yeah, he's five seven. Yeah, that's not really that. Short. That's not a bit. That's that's not a big. That's not a big discrepancy. 
it's pretty short when you think that I'm 5'9", because you guys have yeah. stood next to me. So can you imagine meeting Tom Cruise and he's two inches shorter than me? That's weird, right? You, you see this guy on the screen hanging onto airplanes, but if you met him in person, you'd be like, I could kick your ass. <laughs> you're 5'7". You I'm, 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 sure I'm pretty sure I couldn't. That I'm pretty guy, sure I couldn't you know, kick his Joe, ass. Joe, might one good headbutt from Joe, and Tom Cruise would be out oh, of commission. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to murder the man. He would be Adam out of Out of commission <laughs> impossible. <laughs> be like, <laughs> Joe, Joe's head would just crush, him. crush Tom Cruise's entire body. It would be like Thwomp coming down from the ceiling. I kind of feel like Thwomp him. right now. <laughs> Your head is taking up the entire record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe, stand up real quick and then descend into frame. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. If I was wearing a green shirt, it would be even better because then you wouldn't see any of my body. <laughs> Joe Morkel, human thwomp. <laughs> All right, man. We're, my head's just like pinballing around the screen like one of the screensavers. That might have been so the much, longest so we've ever room. gone. Now nah, we've done guys. we've done uh, entire episodes where I forgot, usually because of alcohol. <laughs> but but did you forget this time, or was it because there really wasn't a good break in conversation until? Yeah, we had a good we had a good. I was run. invested until this point, so I would say I forgot. I wasn't really. Paying fucking attention, okay? It's ca- Are you happy now? Thing. You called me out, well, and I feel like well, shit. Therefore, Thank you very much. I was actually arguing the opposite, but it's okay. No, it's, it's the same thing. When Joe's not paying attention, it means he's invested. That's a good thing. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do you like chili? Many do. But did you know that 7 out of 13 people are eating the wrong chili? If you're one of those unlucky seven, you should stop it. Stop it. You stop it right now. (laughs) Start eating the right chili. Paid for by people that eat the right chili. That's too many questions. (laughs) No, it's not. So helpful. How do I know if I'm one of the seven? Oh, I know. I know I'm eating the right chili. Do I'm pretty you? sure that I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm eating the, the right seven. chili. I, I have a slightly better than 50% chance that I'm not eating the right chili. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seven I, of 13. Ah, that's close. A Little Nonsense is also brought to us by Don Jun's Dungeons. Whether you're planning a space to enjoy uncommon sexual acts... Imprison horse thieves while carpenters build the gallows. Or house a minotaur. Don Jun's dungeons combine aesthetics and practicality into an ambiance that can only be described as bleak. Better Homes and Gardens said that Don Jun's dungeons is not the kind of company or product we associate with our publications and brand. Please stop calling. And Martha Stewart said... Who are you people? And how did you get in here? And the police are on their way. 
interviewed in person, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Call Don Jones Dungeons today for a free estimate, and we'll get started on construction before we've told you what it is. Guaranteed. Find us on the web. Okay. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, good for housing minotaurs. Uh, I assume they have like a labyrinth variety of, of dungeon. Should probably call for a free estimate. I'm actually more interested in. I, I'm trying to think of the last time there was a horse thief. I guess it's, it Yesterday. must happen. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess it must happen more. World's frequently. a big place. A lot of horses. Yeah, it's true. A lot of horses. A lot of thieves. There are, there are places. There are places in the world, John, that are essentially the same as they were 500 years ago today. Yeah. 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 Such as Louisville, Kentucky. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's not true. True or false, do you have a hitching post in your front yard? Answer, don't think. Uh, true. Uh, also, I need to leave. I'm supposed to be playing the piano at the local Cineplex for the, for the, for the new talkie. <laughs> I just, I would imagine that there is a horse thief in Louisville, Kentucky somewhere because... I mean, it's like the horse capital of... of well, Le Lexington, Kentucky, I think, is Whatever. the horse capital. Lexington, Louisville. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's it's 45 an hour away, but uh, I, yeah. I know, I know. Is but the horse capital ruled Kentucky by horses? I just want to know... Yeah, what the there's, a horse, there's a horse government. Nay. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, it, was that, strong, it was strong, but there are rules. <laughs> there are there are some bells that are not worth it. That bell was worth it. <laughs> that was a that was a that was a good bell. Yeah, I mm. I reluctantly tip my metaphorical hat to you. Yes, thanks. Ugh. Yeah, my only my only regret is that we must move on and we can't continue making horse puns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I regret that as well. More, yeah, one yeah. might say that's my main regret. Okay. No. Okay. That was not but worth it. it. That was it, not worth it. It would be it would behoove us to change <laughs> the conversation. <laughs> right. I suppose. Oh uh, God. Let's. Uh, so let's some, talk about. <laughs> <laughs> what do we? Uh, what do we? What kind of new games are we playing? Hey, I got news. Yeah. I downloaded the, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition on my PC. Oh, yeah, Neat. yeah. I'm, I'm planning on uh, getting that as well. I did it, guys. I bought a, I bought a computer game. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> have, you, have you started playing it? I have. Excellent. Before Where are we, you? Before, before we follow up. Are you past how, Eden how Prime? I am past Eden Prime. Excellent. Ooh. I have I have Rex. I have Liara. I uh, oh, I, you have Liara you know, already. Wow. I do. I just got her. She's the first. I feel place like I you've went. already put in so much more time than you did into the Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. At, at a you're, minimum, you're correct. At a minimum, yeah. you have you have to have put in at least like four hours by now. I would say eh, it's somewhere in three to four hour range. Yeah. I was quite excited to to play uh, 
the, this remaster. I've heard that they've um, really significantly improved the first game. I'll tell you what. Uh, it's, I think they have, but it's been so long since I've played the first game that it's not like I have like vivid memories of what those graphics looked like. But I will say that mm. playing through it now, I'm like, oh, like this, this looks like it's supposed to look. Like it looks great. But it's kind of like if we... I'm sure that if I turned on the original Mass Effect 1, I'd be like, oh my god, this looks like garbage. You know I'm what I mean? I'm not even talking about the graphics. I, although I know that it uh, looks way better, but uh, they made some quality of life improvements to that game too, I think. If I can play yeah. it without falling through the map and having to replay the last 30 minutes... Uh, I think they, that, they tightened up be... the combat a little bit, and the inventory system, I think, is much better than it was. Yeah, that I game, mean, it's that game pretty... had a... You, do you remember having like twenty five different mod pistols like, and versions <laughs> of the same mod? Like oh yeah, level one one through eighteen of this. Of yes. The fucking, yeah. yeah. And there was so only was like cool there could, was only uh, three you wanted to use, and the, so the, and the rest were just trash. Right. Yeah. Every time you wanted to make your your weapons just never overheat, so you could just shoot frictionless materials. Ten man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, it's nice. uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been very. It sounds weird to use the word nostalgic because I feel like, I feel like it ha- can't have been that long ago that I played Mass Effect. But it, it fucking was. was. Forty like, years you believe ago. it was probably fourteen years ago that you played no, the first Mass Effect. I know it's crazy. Like it really yeah. has been a long time. Thir- but thirteen uh, years at least. So yeah, it has been like oh my god, like I don't remember every part of it. So it's fun to kind of like relive these things and be surprised by things that I forgot. Um, yeah, story wise, yeah, that game that game is really really good. It's got it. It is an absolutely it's the best one. Story. Yeah, I mean it's still I, I still got uh, still got goosebumps when you know they award me uh, the level of Spectre, you sure. know, and it's like oh my Great god, scene. like I'm. I'm the rep- the first human representative, you know, it's like it's uh it's really great. It's it's a great game. I I'm excited to play 2 and 3 cuz I really have not played these games in in over a decade and uh I yeah, play it's... I play 2 pretty frequently. I I think I've played through 2 like probably a dozen times. I haven't played it in forever. I I played 2 once and then I played 3 once and that was it. I never went back other than the multiplayer. I never went back and and replayed them. I'm kind of hoping. I, I understand right now they don't. They they have not activated the multiplayer for the legendary edition. They will. They have to. I'm hoping they will. There's so much they've, demand they've kinda, for. They've kind of said that if there's demand for it, they might do it. And uh, there is. I, I I always found that very fun multiplayer. It's you did. co-op. You know. I found it fun too, uh, and I'll tell you the the main thing. The reason I was actually the primarily uh, the primary reason I was excited to talk about this with you guys is I uh, I have gotten accustomed at this point or I'm very close to being fully accustomed to the keyboard and mouse setup um, I, I really I really thought that a controller would be like the only thing I could do but uh, it really is you know pretty second nature to just Use the keyboard yeah. to move around. You know why? Because you use and... a computer regularly. Right. They're not no, no, alien I, controls I know. to you. Isn't it nice to be able to point at something and shoot it? <laughs> it, it just, is. You just point at it and then you just move your hand it. in that direction. But, and, but you go. You guys know how long it. I've been. 
solely right. a console gamer, and, and yeah. I figured yeah. that it would yeah, take. Yeah, we a always long told you that keyboard and mouse for almost every game is better. Well, I, I didn't True. say it's better. I just said I'm getting used to it. Oh, oh it's definitely better. It's better. And <laughs> it's probably, you'll come it's around. Better. Yeah, you'll come around. I will. But yeah, so it's been exciting. That's uh, my video game news. I'll, I'll get back to a link to the past. I'll get back to it. No, you won't. Probably. I will. It's never happening. No, I will. I don't believe it. Eh, I, I will. Maybe uh, playing RimWorld again too. Maybe when maybe when Reese goes to college, <laughs> you'll start playing again. Yeah, I feel like you missed what I just said. I I I, I heard it. <laughs> Started okay. playing RimWorld again. Never mind. <laughs> I've got the no. next. Uh, I'll get to it. I've got uh, the next classic version of World of Warcraft to look forward to in a week. So I'm looking forward to that. What does that mean? Is it classic version? They're, uh, it means he's going to get to play something that he played before. <laughs> yeah, they're re-releasing the first expansion for World of Warcraft, which was a re-release. Okay, the Burning Crusade. Well, it's it's kind of Is... it, it's a re-release, but it's also somewhat different. You Is know, it a remaster? Im- improved. I, I would say I would say no. WoW no. Classic it... is a it's it's not a reboot, but it is a redo. They started WoW at the beginning, but they used the knowledge that they gained over running that game for, you know, well over a decade to keep some of the improvements they'd made and and, and sort of rebooted the universe. It's kind Time of hard travels. to explain, like, if you, if you aren't, if you don't play MMOs, well, I guess it's, it's not that, really that complicated, but... It's like if you if you really like a version of an MMO while you're playing it, uh, you're screwed eventually because it yeah. just it gets re- it gets replaced completely by the next expansion. You never get to go back to it. The so, gameplay does. Oh yeah, like the whole sure. They often depending they on often what they revamp. Add. You know, they revamp all the talent trees. They they add levels. They and you can't change continue all the what content. you were doing even if you want to. You, well, it that content is irrelevant. You know, it's they've okay. changed the game completely. So now, in order to play it, really, you have to move on to the new content, which is a different it. game, essentially. So the reason they're doing these these classic versions is because people like the original versions of the game um, better, in some cases, than the current version of the game. So yeah, playing uh, going to be playing the Burning Crusade classic starting next Tuesday. Um, a game that I played a lot in my early to mid twenties. A lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. We didn't. We didn't see Mike. Not much. <laughs> that, it's kind of like Jesus. Like the his early to mid twenties, you don't know anything. But as soon as he turned thirty five, that's when he was you dead. Start to hear about him, he was playing WoW. He was, uh, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus from his uh, from his birth to his early thirties was playing this classic edition of WoW. Yeah, that checks. Is out. there like a teenage Jesus Bible? Do, do they ever explain that, or is he just zero to thirty? Uh, it, I, it's I wish it's. That I could tell you. I, what I remember of catechism was like seven to thirty. Because yeah, there were some odd, stories right? of kid Jesus. Well, I just don't. I just don't think that people particularly. 
They didn't want to hear about him like hitting puberty and jerking off and stuff. And <laughs> pubes. Now that now that's yeah. a messiah I can get behind. <laughs> I identify. Truth, I identify with that, that God. He probably nobody probably gave a shit about Jesus until he was in his thirties, and then they wrote all of the stuff about him being born a king and all that crap. I see. Later. Yeah. Right. And a virgin birth and all that stuff. So like. And so he was totally just like jerking it and like trying to make out with chicks and stuff in his twenties and. Yeah, of I mean, course. He was a dude. He was a dude. He was, I, I presumably heterosexual. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's a good point. So yeah, he was probably he was just, doing that. He was just sucking and fucking his way through his teens and twenties. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that is the uh, subtitle of the Teen Jesus Bible. <laughs> sucking, and, sucking and fucking his way to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> wow. Uh, we're going to hell. Well, I mean, I would be worried if I believed it was a place. I think it's pretty, pretty obvious from how any of us are speaking that. Uh, I'm a pretty know. devout Christian. It's I don't all know my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys, I, better be careful. The great thing, the great thing is that as I understand it, all I have to do really is right before I die pray really quick and then I then I go to heaven. Well, you, Doesn't matter what I do. You're raised well, Catholic, you so you got to get your you last rites. Repent. Right, but I can repent like really quick. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's that's the story of what uh Constantine did, right? He uh, I Actually no, he did, well he repent I think he was baptized on his deathbed. Alleged. I don't know if that We're talking about John Constantine, right, from uh Vertigo yes. Comics, Fights the Devil. Yeah, Ke- Keanu Reeves. Um, I or, you just know, okay. Version. I'm look. I'm willing to repent. Just one question: How do I pent so that I can pent again? Mike, why don't you read your ad? <laughs> I believe I will. Thank you. What What is pent? <laughs> this episode of A Little Nonsense is brought to you by Huge Pencils. For when yes. you need to write something in pencil and look really silly doing it. Look at him. So silly with his huge pencil. <laughs> and by huge erasers. <laughs> For when you want to write something in pencil, maybe a huge pencil, maybe not a huge pencil. <laughs> and you need to erase it and look silly doing it. And finally by St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Thinking about spending your hard-earned money on Novelty huge writing you <laughs> Kids have cancer, and every child deserves to live and look silly while doing it. Presenting St. Jude's Huge Children's Hospital. <laughs> For huge cancer. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Wait. Oh. Is the hospital huge for other children? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, it makes sense. Huge children would need a huge hospital. <laughs> that that is easily in my top three ads of all time. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> well, thank you. 
Because because it could have been enough. Just the shaming of spending money on novelty items could have been enough. But yeah. then having a a huge novelty hospital <laughs> is just such a wonderfully unexpected ma- magical punchline. <laughs> Delightful. Like, big big oh, fan man. of that. <sighs> yeah. What so have you been playing anything, Mike? Well, well, I, I was... I, so they released the pre-patch for the Burning Crusade Classic, so I've been playing that a little bit just to get ready, because i got to... Obviously. Some, some boring preparation stuff that's really more like a job than a game. Um, I've always thought so. I seem to enjoy games that are more like jobs than games. You, you, you know, I get shit for games it. that can be somewhat tedious or... Have a lot of a lot of repetition to them, like setting up automation in Factorio. I'll lose days to Factorio, uh-huh. but nothing yeah. is more boring than grinding in a fucking MMO. Yeah, at all. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the worst. You do it for hours and hours and hours and hours, and then you have like twenty-five seconds of glory at some point. <laughs> you doing something fun that you remember. Kind of, kind of sounds a lot. Kind of sounds a lot like life. Yeah, you got you guys go to work, it, right? It's like uh, it's like that episode yeah. of The Office where Dwight is playing Second Life, and his Second Life character is just him in every <laughs> job. Only he can, he can fly. fly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's the assistant regional manager of a paper company. Honestly, that sounds like really, really emotionally healthy. If your fantasy self is just you, still, uh-huh. yeah, you're in a you're in a good place. True, if that's the case. It also that ties it's like into the mirror of Erisad, the <laughs> happiest man in the world, would see only himself, exactly as he is. <laughs> yes. It also ties into uh, what we briefly chatted about today about just fucking we're totally living in a simulation. Yeah. Oh. Well, uh, for the listener's benefit, Sean found out that quantum physics is a thing, and, and now that's obsessive. That's his obsession. Yeah, yeah. It's so, as I understand it, let me, this will be humorous if I can explain what this two slot experiment was, right? So, so here's what it is. So, there's this experiment where uh, you, got, you got two slits, and uh, if you shoot a bunch of particles, uh, in, into these slits and you're not looking at them or not observing them then they scatter into like all sorts of different groups after they pass through these slits but if you observe the shooting of the particles through the slits then they they pool into these two very organized groups like oh that's where they entered each slit so we so as if we're paying attention we're able to see something uh that's formed but if we're not paying attention then it's not formed so and that's quantum mechanics um, the idea is that uh Great light job, and 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 other very tiny particles so like photons electrons things like that i think they've done the experiment with both of those things behaves they behave like uh waves so they're like uh it's it's more of a probability of where a particle is going to be rather than an exact location. So they behave mm-hmm. like a like a wave. But when 
when they have to pass through something, a particle physically has to pass through the slit at some point, right? So it, it has to resolve solid to, objects. It Sean. has to resolve to an actual instance of a particle when it does that. Even though it can behave, it can it can essentially be in more than one place at once until it has to resolve. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the idea of, of, I guess, quantum physics sort of in general. But the way the way that you described that sort of experiment, or or a way sort of a, what is it? Uh, not an analogy, but a, a analog. An analog to it is that like. When you're playing a game, mm-hmm. you know the the stuff that's off screen behind you well, let is me, just let a me, bunch of you, ones and zeros. Yeah, you you go. Do you mind if I? Because I I want to make Please. sure that it's clear. I what I mean is that I think it. I think the idea of the observer, which is what we're talking about with the the slit experiment, where if it's observed, it has to resolve into an instance, right? Um, it is would be a great way to explain living in a simulation because. In video games, like you were about to say, the the world that you're not looking at or interacting with is there, um, but it isn't being rendered. It just exists as code in order to, mm-hmm. for the purpose of being an efficient program, right? Because if you're rendering the whole world all at the same time, that you're, no computer could run it. It's it mm-hmm. would it would. There's be, a lot of areas we're not using demand, right now. Yeah, and there's no reason to do that because because if you're not there looking at it, you don't. It doesn't need to be there. There's so some areas we've never easy. looked at. We've never had to render the core of the planet. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So so in a video game, it's it's the the code is kind of doing its thing to 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 suggest where an NPC is and what it's doing at any given time, but you won't actually see it or it doing anything unless you're there looking at it. Uh, for it to be rendered, because that's when it, the game decides that your computer needs to use resources, so you can see it. So I, that, to me, is a good example of how a simulated universe might work. So why, for example, these tiny particles that you can't really observe only resolve when they have to resolve. There are their probability, unless you're looking at it. It's it like how Mike part. and I cease to exist when we're not talking to you, Sean. Exactly, yeah. And and anything off to my left right now that I can't see might not really be there. It might just be a bunch of ones and zeros until and unless that's all we see. I look over there. That's assuming there. yeah, that's that's assuming that for that that there's no observer. There's nothing that could be observing that section of You're right. Which, right. which is not if someone comes in the door then it would populate. Also there's just there's all kinds of life in the room with you you're not aware of mm-hmm. that could be potentially observing who knows but that might not be real either are you talking about spiders right, you son of true. a bitch <laughs> so the answer the answer to the question if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to see it doesn't make a sound the answer is no there is no tree <laughs> there, there you go very matrixy yes yeah um but no my answer would be that yes all of it still happens it's just not it, it it doesn't render itself in the same way. According to this idea, anyway. It doesn't right. render itself in the same way, so it wouldn't be... that It's all logged somehow by 
the simulation. Sure, some events might have to happen at a certain time code. Wait, Mike, Mike, did you say that a fallen tree is logged? <laughs> I did. Fuck you. Well, you could you could go. <laughs> Points for what Sean. I'm saying is that but real quick. What I'm saying is that you could go to the forest and 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 observe that the tree has fallen at some point. So it did happen. Yeah. And it did create a sound. Well, the tree's just, state got updated in the log, and then when the environment was rendered, you know, the yeah. tree was initialized in the Observe down it. position. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's basically it. So, long story short is that uh, we're living for sure 100% inside. <laughs> that, that's all I wanted to I think hear. That's, I think that's the second time I've come to that conclusion on this show. <laughs> I just need to keep hearing it. Three so times that I know make I can it live real. without consequence. So really, a lot of the a lot of the argument against the idea of living in a simulation is that well, I you can't render an entire universe on a computer. I mean, that's just even the most advanced computer couldn't. You would need more energy than exists in the universe to do that. But you it's don't not, have to. It's not true if it works like any actual simulation, right? Any actual also, it just means that we game. can't make. Even if that were true, if you were to accept that argument as fact, it would just mean that we can't do it. Right. That it's a limitation of our universe. We wouldn't be yeah. able to create on a computer in our universe a copy, an exact copy of this universe. That would be limited by the... The universe? The uni- Yeah, the universe. <laughs> we could make a smaller universe, basically. So. Uh-huh. Which we do when we make video games. Where everyone is the exact height of Tom Cruise. He would love that universe. Actually, if they were just about half an inch to an inch shorter than him. (laughs) Yeah. I bet Rockstar Games probably created the simulation we're living in. Don't they make, like, the biggest worlds in their games? Uh, Yeah, among them. I mean, uh, the map for GTA V is still one of the biggest. And yeah. the most robust. It's very, mm. it's very detailed. I like the way you mm. said that. Robust. robust, robust, robust. The idea Indeed. of the of perception in games like that is weird to me because, like, you know that, you know that the scale is wrong, but it looks right. Like, you know that those buildings in GTA Five are not as tall as they should be but they look like they are. And you know that it should take you more than five minutes to get from six miles out of town. On to, a bicycle. Downtown. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. But it looks right. Like I, it's They cheat difficult. just the right amount. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With perspective. Mm. Also, you're looking at a screen that is smaller than reality. So that helps, <laughs> <Yes>. too. <laughs> it's a little smaller. Just a bit. Smaller than the universe. Just big enough for the tiny universe we're going to make. Right here on this show. What do you want to call it? A little universe. The Tom Cruise-averse. The Tom Cruise-averse? Alright. And that's our episode. With a score of five. Sean is this week's loser. Can you imagine how fast Tom Cruise could run with Michael Jordan's legs? Oh man, yeah. I mean, think of the the rest of his body is probably like twenty percent of the mass of the rest of Michael Jordan's body. 
he could race a jet and then jump onto it for the next Mission Impossible movie. I would watch that movie. Yeah. Unlike yeah. all of the other Mission Impossible movies that I don't watch. You should watch those. Those are good. Eh. Better than okay. Jaws? <laughs> nope. Okay. It's all about priorities, man. Yeah. Uh, I have been and shall continue to remain Joe Moracle. I'm Sean Keller, and God, it's a very short list of movies that are better than Jaws. I'm I'm Mike Pareto, and uh, I, for one, am relieved that I'm living in a simulation. (laughs) Have have a great week. A Little Nonsense is copyright 2019 by its hosts. All ads are meant to be humorously fake. Any resemblance to a company, person, or other entity, real or imagined by someone else, is either entirely coincidental or purposeful parody. If you have a question, comment, or discussion topic, you can email us through the mailhole. That's mailhole at littlenonsense.com. You can find more episodes and anything else related to the show at littlenonsense.com. And now that the end of show business is concluded, I'll kindly ask, Sean, would you please take us out? Nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. A little whimsy here and there is often very necessary. Mingle a little folly with your wisdom, and you could be jolly. A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. This is something like a thing and then I tied to the, that thing there and then I pulled down this thing here and I pulled back up. Oh, I heard it! Oh, my God! Yeah! <laughs>